Might not be over yet. Five seconds to oh, he's out of bounds. 13! 13! Can you believe it? He's kicked 13! Welcome back to the 31st episode of the Boy Oh Boy Wowie podcast. Today we have another huge guest who played 187 AFL games for West Coast and won an AFL Premiership. Please welcome Adam Selwood. Thanks heaps for coming on today, mate. Thanks, Bailey. I appreciate the time and uh, yeah, look forward to having a chat about the journey. Yeah, how would you first get involved in footy? Uh, footy for me uh, was always sort of in our family bloodlines. I grew up in Bendigo, um, obviously with my three brothers, and uh, Dad was a keen sportsman, so um, always went to school. Um, we were a strong footy town in Bendigo and um, had the brothers that loved the game as well. So I started playing uh, for St. Teresa's when I was 11 years old and, yeah, rose through the ranks, um, through through the juniors uh, and the Bendigo Footy League to, to then get drafted by the Eagles. Yeah, when did you start to take your footy seriously? Um, I always probably knew, even when I first started, that I was one of the better ones on the team. So I loved the game and, and I was a Hawks supporter back then, so really wanted to aspire to become the, the Johnny Platten or the Shane Crawford of the team. And uh, I guess once I started to make a few representative teams and, and then the Bendigo Pioneers, I thought, gee, you know, if I could keep going well, that maybe AFL was on the radar. So it, it was probably around 15 where I had to give up a few other sports that I was playing and really focusing on footy, and hopefully it all came off for me. Yeah, bit of a family one here. What was it like to have your brothers in the AFL at the same time as you? Oh, it was a good one. It, it, obviously, um, there's a few brothers that played, but not as many as, um, our family so uh, for a period of time I had my brother Scott at the Eagles with me which was great um, and then I, I guess you know when I was an interstate recruit early on and, and Troy went to Brisbane and I went to Perth you were able to share a lot of experiences and, and the ups and downs of footy that went along with it so uh, very very fortunate to have brothers to have played the game and yeah always enjoyed uh, coming up against them on the field uh, it was always a good challenge but I guess with the Cats back uh, when I was playing, they were extremely strong, so we used to get uh, beat quite well against them. Yeah, how much was of was there a rivalry of when you did versus um, Joel? Uh, I mean, it was always four points, so it was just a matter of we wanted to beat them, but um, I think we might have only knocked them off once or twice in my career because they, they were just so strong. Um, you know, it was always great to come up against the champions of the game that the Cats had, and you know, Joel was doing really well in, in the midfield there for them as well. So I had a couple of times where I was in contests and tried to probably work a little bit harder to beat him, but um, I must admit he, he probably got the better of me more than I got the better of him. Yeah, what was your lead-up to the draft like for you? Uh, I... I got selected at pick 53. Um, it was pretty nerve-wracking. I 
had a few injuries a year that I was meant to get draft. Well, I was in the draft, and uh, my twin brother Troy had a really strong year and made the All Australian and touted to go either first or second round. And I guess for me, I I hoped I'd get drafted, but I just didn't know because I'd only played um, five games that year. So uh, very fortunate. The Eagles always had a keen eye on me um, from not only. 2002 year but they also watched me the year before and I guess when I met them leading into the draft they couldn't guarantee anything but there was definitely a lot of interest so uh, when their selection came up their final selection of 53 uh, I was hoping they'd call my name out and they did that and I was lucky enough to obviously play a lot of footy for the footy club Yeah, was there a specific team that you wanted to go to or did you not really mind, just wanted to get drafted? Team. I, I probably just wanted to go to a team that uh, was, was well led, um, obviously from a from a board level, but with a good strong coach. Um, you know, I had players and a culture that, at a club that I could really get the best out of myself, and, and you know, players that I really wanted to look up to. So, I guess for me, like it was a bit daunting as an eighteen year old to move from Bendigo to Perth, but I knew that they were a strong club in the nineties. Um, they, they had their favourite son in John Worsfold as the head coach. Uh, there was key players that were all Australian at the time and the year before me they, they picked up um, uh, Chris Jard and the year before was Daniel Kerr. So there was a lot of young talent in the squad. So I was very fortunate to um, go to a team that not only had good leaders but also a lot of talent. Yeah, what was it like when the Eagles did reach a name out at pick 53? Uh, it was a relief because I'd sort of 53 start to get quite late in the draft and I'm starting to think maybe I'm not going to get drafted. Um, but yeah, I, I, there was a couple of clubs that had shown interest at the back end with their selections um, that, that sort of said that if I was there around the mark that they'd definitely or heavily consider me. So if it wasn't West Coast, there was probably one or other, one or two other teams I thought I might have been able to uh, get picked up by, but in all honesty, going into that draft, I felt that West Coast was probably the right fit for me and, and I hope that I landed there. Yeah, being selected later in the draft, did that drive you more to prove to the teams that you can play footy at this level? Uh, not really, because, you know, they've all got their reasons why they select players ahead of you in the draft. Um, whether they're right or wrong, you sort of, you know, you have to get over it pretty quick, but... I guess when you get to an AFL club, uh, you just want to prove to your club uh, why they selected you, and uh, that was the drive, was to, to get onto a, into a squad, but then also to, to make the team and play consistently. So I didn't really worry too much about what other clubs thought or, or my energy towards them uh, after I got drafted. It, it all sort of just went directed to the West Coast Eagles and ensuring that you know the investment that they made into me, that I could return that and do the best that I could to be a good player for them. Yeah, what was your first couple of weeks of the Eagles like for you? Um, it was it was pretty daunting. It was a new environment, new city that I've never been to before. Um, I didn't know anyone other than uh, the draftees of that year, in Paul Johnson and Brent Staker. I'd, I'd sort of known them through the football traps. So I... Um, yeah, just had to pretty much uh, live uncomfortably for a few weeks and 
it was quite hot when I got drafted as well. It was, the Perth heat was, it was about 35 to 40 degrees, I think, for about six or seven days on end. So that's something in Victoria we don't see too often. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I just had to, I had to adjust and just get through the training sessions. But, yeah, the, the club was very welcoming and supportive. So all those fears that I thought um, I was going to have for a while, they definitely disappeared after a couple of weeks. Yeah, when you first got there, was there anyone who sort of acted as like a mentor to you? Um, there, was a, there was a few, but the one that I probably was closely connected to was Drew Banfield. He, um, you know, long-time uh, player of the club. I think he was going to about his 11th or 12th year and, you know, it was a similar type of player to me, quite um, disciplined and, and locked down and uh, really competitive, so... Uh, wonderful guy, country guy from um, from WA, and I guess you know, getting to know him and understanding how he played and trained, I definitely learned a lot and aspired to obviously be him one day or, or even try to be better. Which um, I don't know if I was better than him, but I definitely was able to play a lot of footy with Drew, which was fantastic. Yeah, when did you find out that you were going to debut? Uh, it was round 19, and uh, I'd been emergency nine times before I actually got my debut game, so I was sort of sick and tired of getting told that I'm close, but not, not close enough. And, um, yeah, John obviously brought me in uh, on, the, on the Tuesday. It was early in the week. He sort of knew that, um, you know, I'd been knocked back a few times before leading into the games in terms of selection, and he just wanted to get in early to inform me that, I would be playing against the Crows. Uh, we had a couple of injuries that week and he just wanted me to, to train well but not uh, have that thought or fear in my mind that training meant that I was going to get selected or not. He wanted to uh, inform me early, which he did, and I was able to enjoy the week and go out and play quite well. Yeah. Um, what was it like going out onto the ground during your debut? Uh, it was great. It was a, a dream come true. It was uh, at Subiaco in front of our, our home fans. Um, the Crows were quite good that year as well. They We ended up playing them in the final, um, in the elimination final. So it was a big game, round 19. It was a really important game for our team to win. And, um, yeah, just to be part of that, run out with some of my childhood um, heroes in Glenn Jakovic, um, Ashley McIntosh, uh, you know, Ben Cousins was in the team at the time. It was, it was a pretty incredible feeling and, and one that I still remember to this day. Yeah, what was it like to not play much footy in your first two years at the Eagles? Uh, I mean, look, the first year I played a lot of footy. It just wasn't with the, the AFL team. I played at East Perth in the Waffle and uh, first real real year of coming up against men on a on a weekly basis and big bodies so I knew I had to develop my craft and um, get better as a player to ensure that I, I had a, a good strong career um, but yeah my second year I got in and uh, I, I was in the AFL team and I got struck down with osteitis pubis so I sort of um, had to go in for surgery uh, mid-year and it, and it just sort of ruled me out for the season so that was disappointing, but it, it motivated me to get bigger and stronger and healthier and look after my body as best, best as I could. Um, and then beyond that, it was a 
2005 season where obviously we made the grand final but I was able to get in the team and play regular footy and away my career sort of went. Yeah, what was that like to play 20 games in a grand final year? It was great, yeah. I mean, I was still very young. Uh, I was 20, 21 at the time. Uh, back then, you used to be selected on the bench and you, you sort of waited you know, until about the 25-minute mark of the first quarter before you even got a run on the, on the field. So I just had to stay ready. Um, I was appreciative of being selected in the team and I knew what my role would be when I got on the ground. But, yeah, there were some games in that year where I'd sort of go in at half-time and I might have only played 10 minutes of the first half. Uh, and then sort of the game opened up and I was able to work myself into the match after there. So uh, I just had to stay ready, uh, be really clear with my thinking, stay positive, and, uh, yeah, my form stacked up week on week and I played most of the season. Yeah, what was the lead-up to that 05 grand final like? Uh, it was big. It was it was one, our, our club hadn't been in a grand final for 11 years, so... The excitement from the fans and, and our city, it was really important that uh, the city got behind us. And, yeah, for me, I, I probably didn't take enough uh, or put enough attention into the week. We had a lot of fans at our trainings. There was a lot of tickers. There was a lot of text messages were coming my way. And um, to be honest, I probably, when I went to run out, I was a little bit overwhelmed uh, from the experience. And I, I didn't play my best footy in the 05 grand final. So... I'm sure, you know, when you lose by four points and you didn't play a good game, that I went away, I reflected, I journalised, you know, what had gone on. So if I ever got back to that, that moment again, I actually knew what I'd done um, and if there were any areas of improvement, which there were, that I needed to change, um, I, I was ready for them to play a much better, or put in a much better performance. Yeah. Um, how much do you take out of a grand final loss? Oh, you take a lot. I mean, you have to. You, you sort of get to the biggest moment of your football career. Uh, you, obviously, all aspire to be premiership players, and uh, whether that be collectively, uh, how the game is sort of won and lost, uh, the, the key moments and the, the areas as a, as a group that we need to get better at, um, and then also individually, you know, how you performed, how you prepared, and, and, and how you're able to play your role. And, um, yeah, I reflected deeply on that. I must admit, our team going into that 05 grand final, it probably wasn't the strongest team we had for the year. We had a lot of injuries uh, the weeks leading up, so there's a couple of players that were playing that you know hadn't played football for about five or six weeks, and they just had to do the job for us. And, and we almost got there. We almost won that match, but... Um, if anything, it gave us a steely resolve and uh, we wanted to keep driving to get you know, get the, the ultimate, which meant it was a lot of hard work for the next 12 months to make sure that it would happen. Yeah, what's it like running out in front of close to 100,000 on the biggest game of the year? Oh, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. It's something that you, you dream of and uh, you want it to happen and I was fortunate you know, for that to, to occur for me twice. Um even though the, the game is played in Melbourne and, and we were playing against Sydney, there were so many passionate fans and, and people from the West that made the trip over and supported us as um, loyally as any team uh, would have support on grand final day. So um, loved the opportunity. Uh, the, the intensity was, was 
incredible. Uh, the game always goes up another notch, and I guess it's those small moments where in a match you've, you've got to be really clean, uh, you've got to be ready, because if you do fumble or, or you sort of are a little bit slow out of the block, uh, you know, it's such an important match. Um, it's very hard to, to peg back and, and win the ultimate prize. So, um, loved it, wonderful experience, something I'll never forget. But, um, yeah, thank, thank God for me that I was able to win one of them. <laughs> what was your mindset that following pre-season? Uh, from the premiership? Uh, no, the the loss in the grand final. Uh, the loss was, uh, we needed to get better. We We understood that it wasn't just Sydney that we needed to beat, but there were a lot of great teams that, you know, were very close or in that bracket of being able to win the 2006 uh, premiership that we needed to ensure that we didn't rest on our laurels and, and sort, of, sort of think it was going to happen the, the following year without any type of improvement. So uh, we were determined. We, we obviously needed to have a break. We were exhausted, but then we were determined to get back into training, work harder, get sharper, um, push other people on our list to become better players because ultimately the, the team that we had in 05 wasn't the same team that we had in 06. And, um, yeah, I felt we were. We were a much better team in 06, but uh, so was Sydney. And, and that was the reality that is, although we improved a lot, we were only able to get another five points in front of them to win that premiership. Yeah, how happy were you to make it back to the grand final in 2006? Was the lead up any different to the grand final the year before? it like versing Sydney in two consecutive grand finals?
great motivator and um, it goes down, I guess, in football history uh, in terms of the rivalries that we had, uh, a really you know, sweet part of football history where two good teams uh, played off a number of games, really tight contests, similar game plans and uh, there was one premiership each, which, which was a great feeling. Yeah, what was the mindset going into the last quarter? Keep playing the way that obviously got us up really early in the game. Uh, it was all about grand finals, the contest, hard running. Um, the Swans were coming. You know, they, they had Adam Good, so I think kicked the goal early in that last quarter. And uh, We knew at some stage with their dangerous players that had a little bit of momentum, but uh, it's a game of contests putting your head over the footy, being strong, defending well when you needed to. So John was really clear on, on the messaging and uh, he, was, he was a coach, never really wavered. He just knew what to expect from him and whether that be in the first quarter or 15 minutes into the fourth, um, those were the key messages that really allowed you to win the game and it was how well you could execute it. Yeah, what was it like when that final siren went? Uh, a lot of emotions, you know. Uh, I was so excited, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, however, I was relieved and exhausted as well. You play over 100 games, 100 minutes of football, and uh, you want to jump around and, and carry on and celebrate, but you just hardly have the energy as well. So um, I was relieved. Uh, I was really uh, thankful that I could share it with a group of mates that um, I really respected and appreciated. And I guess for me, yeah, it was a lot of hard work, not only in 2006, but it was your whole sort of 20-year career as a junior and making into the Eagles that, that made it worthwhile. And um, I won one at 22. I would have loved to have won another one in my career, but you know, some people never get the chance to even get to a grand final or win a premiership. So I just have to be thankful yeah, what is the feeling in the rooms after a grand final win? Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people, a lot of high energy, um, everyone wanting to see you and congratulate you and hold the cup and your medal. Uh, there's beer and champagne flying around. So um, to be honest, it, it sort of it, it was full on. And when we had a chance to sort of sit down as a group, it was great just to sort of calm down and relive the moments in the game that really mattered. Um, and probably, you know, look each other in the eye and, and the hard work that led into it, the, the pre-season runs and, you know, the injuries that you have to push yourself through to even be there for the last last game of the year. Um, there was a lot of, yeah, emotional times, which more happy tears, but there was definitely some uh, tears that it, we just couldn't believe that it actually happened. Yeah, what was it like to play some of your career as a tagger? Hopefully, you know, I played reasonable football that I held my own, 
I knew I was playing AFL and I was able to get up close and personal with um, those that will be remembered in the game for a very long time. Yeah, what's your mindset as a tagger? Um, you've got to stay focused. You sort of need to understand that your, your opponent's strengths, um, where they sort of like to get the football and um, you know how to play the game on their terms and, and then ultimately nullify that. So um, I always did what, you know, strong research going into every game in terms of what my opponent would do um, and try to restrict him in those areas. And, uh, and then other parts, you know, you have to be a hard-running player. You just have to make sure that they can get the space that they wanted to in a game. You have to be quite relentless with your pressure and, and your body work. Um, and I tended to do that quite well. I used to thrive on that, but it used to annoy my opponents. They, they, didn't, they knew it wasn't, um, there's was no malice towards it. It was just the fact that I need to play my role and, and do it as best as I could. Yeah, what was it like to be the best clubman in 2013 for the Eagles? Yeah, it was a nice little award at the end of my career. Um, you know, I tried to be the best player, but also the, a great teammate throughout the journey. Uh, consistently sort of try to lead from the front and do the right things both on and off the field. So um, the club obviously felt that, you know, on my last year, to be able to uh, provide me the, the best clubman award was, was fantastic and I retired that year so it was a nice sort of uh, way to go out and then uh, led me into development coaching at the club which was great. Yeah, what led to the decision to retire? Uh, I was starting to become no good. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I was 29 and probably the years, the combative way I used to play, I, I could feel my body wasn't as sharp as it used to used to be. Uh, my mind uh, was sort of starting to wear out of the, the, the hard work. I, I didn't mind the hard work, but it, it was just difficult to get up to games and play that, that pretty resilient and um, focused game for the, the way I used to do it. So leading into the last season, um, I felt it's probably going to be my last year, no matter how well I played. I had other things in my life that I want to go and do post-footy and you know sometimes people try to play for as long as they can they play at 35, 36, 37 but for me I was sort of getting to 30 knew that my body had taken a fair hit with obviously the demands the game needed from me and my mind was starting to think about other things so I just needed to respect that. Yeah how hard was that decision to retire? Uh, it wasn't too hard in the end. I sort of, as I said, I sort of knew leading into the season it could have been my last. Um, and then my, my form, to be honest, in 2013 was dropping off. I, I knew that you know I was slowing down as a player and um, I didn't have the edge that I once did. So it sort of got to halfway to three quarters of the way through the season and I sort of yeah, informed John and, and the coaching group that I'd made my mind up and um, I was happy with that decision. Yeah, what was it like to be in, involved in coaching after footy? It was a great job. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, John Worsfold had resigned from the club and uh, Adam Simpson had come in with his new uh, coaching team and, and I was part of that and I learned a lot of different ways to see the game and pass on and educate um, the messages that he wanted uh, passed on to the players. So, 
really enjoyed it. I, I worked with the development group and, and the big field for three years. Um, you know, players like Dom Sheed, Liam Duggan uh, came through the ranks then and, and had a really strong career. So um, it was just grateful to be able to work with high-quality players and individuals and, um, yeah, allow them to start on their journey with the club and hopefully play many more games uh, over the coming years. Yeah, what was it like to be appointed head of female footy at West Coast? It was great. I, I had a ball with that role. I, um, you know, hadn't been involved with women's footy up until sort of you know that role came about. So a chance for myself to, to make my mark at the club again uh, in a program that you know is going to be with our football club for the next hundred years. And uh, when I went into the female space, uh, learning the players and what needed to be developed and the, and the levels of support they required, it got me very motivated and. Um, yeah, it took me probably 12, 18 months to understand the talent pool and, and what was happening and where all the players were. But once I could uh, identify that and then also get my hands dirty with the coaching and uh, building the sort of the resourcing team uh, for our AFLW program, it, it was a wonderful job. Um, I love the players and the playing group and, and how they're going about it. And, I hope that they have success really soon because um, they work really hard. They have day jobs during the day and then they go and uh, do their footy training at night and they definitely deserve some success over the coming years. Yeah, how happy were you to get the Eagles a women's AFL team? It was great. I mean, look, every uh, every club deserves to have a female team. I think it's uh, wonderful now that young boys and girls can uh, take up the game of footy and, and then go through their own pathway systems and play for um, playing the AFL. Um, and hopefully, you know, in time, every team can be represented and you aspire to one day play for the team that you barrack for. So, um, yeah, love the fact that we're able to get that application in the AFL and be successful. Um, it's going to take some time to build like it did with the men. GWS and the Gold Coast teams that you just have to recruit smartly, keep your eye on the future and don't try and get sucked in with winning games too early if it's not going to be the right program build. And um, yeah, just, just obviously build a program where the girls can improve, they have fun, they work hard and um, they represent the club the way that you want them to. Yeah, while you were head of female footy at West Coast, how much do you feel that women's footy grew? I grew a lot. It was, um, you know, at, at the grassroots level, I think the participation rate was growing at about 20%. So a lot of new girls um, joining football clubs and taking up the game. Um, look, there's a lot more support and interest from our football club, from members, to understand that now we have a team and who are the players, what are their backgrounds, what does that look like? Um and then, you know, in the talent pathways, the players I could see were getting better and better, um, whether that be a 24-year-old who never really had too much coaching beforehand and had come from a different sport, or it's the, the 14, 15-year-old players who have had a little bit more experience in the game and, and understand the rules and what it takes to get to the top level. So uh, a lot of growth. It was hard to keep up with. There was a lot of players that wanted me to give them feedback, but... Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that environment and um, it was sad to see them go or sad to for me to leave that industry um, and that team, but I had to go on to other other things of interest. 
Yeah, how hard was it to recently for the Eagles where he, did, he had done so much for and with the club, including winning a flag, playing over 150 games, coaching and helping out the West Coast women's side? Yeah, it was a hard decision, but um, it was the right decision. It was time for me to venture off and meet new people and work in different industry. Um, you know, I loved my time. Uh, I, I felt as I gave as much as I possibly could to the footy club, but at some stage, you sort of know that you've um, you got to start doing a few things differently, or, or you know where my passions lied and uh, the people that I wanted to meet, and groups I wanted to work with, sat beyond the the football industry. So, um, as much as it was difficult and a little bit sad, I was also very excited to start the journey elsewhere. And um, yeah, now I get to go to the games and just be a supporter and not have to worry too much if, yeah. uh, if someone gets injured it's someone else's uh, issue to matter or <laughs> issue to deal with. <laughs> if you had any advice for young footballers out there, what would it be? Uh, obviously, you got to enjoy the game. Don't um, don't ever lose sight of why you, you love it. And, um, you know, it's a wonderful game. But to ultimately, you got to work hard. Uh, you, you can't cut corners with uh, your skill development, your level of conditioning and um, the way that you prepare for the game. And then also you got to uh, keep listening to your coaches that they're, they're putting charge to manage and to coach you for a reason. So, you know, a lot of people sometimes, they think they know it all, but you keep listening to those that have had a lot of experience in the game. They pass on the messages, go out and try to implement them and, and you'll develop players. So they're the, they're the three things, enjoyment, work hard and, and listen. Yeah, who were some of the best teammates that you played with? Uh, best teammates? I mean, I was very fortunate to play with a lot of talented players, um, but probably the one that I have a lot of respect for and his levels of consistency was Darren Glass. Um, fullback, he was that captain for a long time. I guess he was like a three or four-time All-Australian, but, yeah, very... Um, discipline, very hard and uh, full back, never gave an inch against his opponents and uh, would often beat his opponents but if he ever got beaten it wasn't through a lack of trying and um, I played around him a lot when I was in the back line he was using his voice or he was looking to come off and, and support me where I needed support so I uh, loved playing with him and um, yeah he had a wonderful career, he played over 15 years and uh, captained the team uh, very well yeah, who were some of the hardest hardest opponents you played on? Uh, probably the hardest were were Goods, Adam Goods, Chris Judd, and Gary Ablett. They were they were the three toughest. Um, had some good battles against them, but there was another guy at Adelaide called Brett Burton, and um, he was one that used to run around, uh, very athletic, very conditioned, and if you played him in front, he'd jump on your head and take mark of the week. Or if you played him from behind, he was very, very good at running around and hitting back up on the lead. So he was one that not many people thought uh, much of, but he was definitely a, a really difficult assignment whenever I got given that role. Yeah, what were some of your favourite memories during your time at West Coast? Um, look, you know, the premiership is always a great one, but... The year I always uh, remember and I loved the most in my career was in 2010, we were wooden spooners. We finished last, we had injuries and down on form and confidence and 
had to work through the, the cultural change at the club. But um, in 2011, we jumped from bottom of the ladder to top four. And it was through hard work. It was through being on the same page uh, as team members and, and with the coaching staff. It's about supporting one another um, and, and ultimately going out there and having some fun and, and backing your strength in. So um, we did that. We did well. And, you know, after three or four games of, of really being on the same page, everything just clicked and uh, we made it to a prelim final, which was unbelievable. Yeah, that's everything i got for you, Adam. Once again, thanks heaps for coming on. No worries, Bailey. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed the chat, and um, yeah, all the best with your uh, interviews moving forward. Might not be over yet. Five seconds to go. He's at a bounce. 13.